as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of the universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Hey, how you doing? Welcome into DC On Screen. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Alright, so they have released uh, the final trailer for Justice League. Um, <laughs> and we are going to talk about it. Now, um, I will say, with, with all the talk of, of tone shifts for Justice League, the rumors of what Whedon may or may not be doing, I've been a bit worried about cohesiveness in the film. And um, I think I've just slowly started dreading the film in a weird way. <laughs> of course. Um, dreading might not be the right word. Um, my excitement level is just almost non-existent, or became almost non-existent. And I was hoping that this trailer would bring me back. And damn it, I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the last one's there for, man. Now you've only got to wait like a month and some change. Yeah. And uh, you can get in there and see that thing. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't dreading it or it, anything like that. I just kind of, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't on top of my radar. So it was nice to sit down and uh, get really excited again today. Yeah. It didn't blow me away as far as storyline but i don't want it to that's a good a, a lesson well learned from previous trailers at from w wb yeah i um i find overall that my imagination is usually a little better than anything they've come up with so far so i don't want to be excited like suicide squad i was just like oh man what is this what is this oh that looks so crazy and then it turned out it was nothing yeah there's a little <laughs> bit of that so you know don't want to don't want to go that far um I'm happy well, to conject, but... They're not uh, pitching it the same as they did. By this point in the Suicide Squad's uh, run-up, they were hyping yeah. the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all over the place. Mm-hmm. With Justice League, it feels like they're more confident. I mean, they're putting out yeah. the appropriate amount of material, but it's not... Um, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel like it's overcompensating in any way. Yeah. Uh, so, starting out in this trailer, I love... And, you know, you guys could go back, and I know people have gone back and listened to our Man of Steel review, where I was like, you know, Hans Zimmer is shit. I disagree with myself now. <laughs> that Superman thing? I, dude, that Superman theme got me. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I just... I, uh, kind I of simple Lewis and elegant. Watching him in the cornfield there. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping... I'm hoping that that's a real scene in the movie, that that's not just a dream sequence, that they've kind of cut it to screw with us a little bit. Um... Because I would really be happy if that was the uh, if that was reality. Yeah. I don't think it will be, but um, and all they'd have to do is cut it in reverse. I mean, if she finds herself waking up and and being sad with the ring on and everything, and then one day she walks out and he's in the in the yard. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could all fit. Um, good good editing though. Dropping the dirt, waking up, he's not next to her. Yeah, and you know on the radio or television or whatever it's like the world remains in mourning after the death of superman violence and acts of war and terrorism are on the all on the rise um we have the world without hope on the headlines yeah that's Amy Adams um, looking wonderfully sad yeah and uh i i kind of dig that I, I like the if 
you know, a lot of people complained that there wasn't enough hope. Uh, there wasn't enough uh, Superman saving people, which there was a whole montage in BVS. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> uh, just driving that home a little bit more. And uh, that, I dig that. That he had made himself a real presence in uh, crime fighting. Yeah. Uh, I can't help it. I still feel like Aquaman is a combination of like a pro wrestler and quagmire from Family Guy. It didn't seem as much quagmire now. It just seemed like, uh, you know how like every kind of crew um, action movie has to have like their, uh, you know, their, their, just their wrecking ball. Yeah. And that's definitely him. But I, I was a little, I don't know, put off by the like, yeah, in the middle. But this time I was really hoping like, well, maybe in context, that's going to make sense. And this time they gave me enough context where now he just sounds like he's a lot of fun. Yeah. Which, you know, I've seen a lot of different versions of Aquaman. <laughs> I'm not trying to. This isn't going like, to be the no, most uh, one way. the most regal and kingly version. This is, yeah, uh, I I like a regal and kingly Aquaman. I'll admit, there's um, nothing wrong with one, but this is uh, this is taking it a slightly different way. And and they, uh, it looks like it's he's going to be the guy that throughout the whole film, I'm like, get him, girl. Get like, him. you know, I don't, you know, I, I I will admit the regal and kingly Aquaman is the one I'm used to. Um, I'd love to see, you know, I don't know, Regal, Regal and Kingly Aquaman has always kind of been a little boring to me, though. Where I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you're just, you're an asshole, you're a grouch about everything, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Show up at the UN, be a dick, right. go home. Um, yeah. So I could have dealt with a little, you know, sadly enough, what I would, what I would think, how I think about Aquaman a lot of times, in my own mind, is a lot like Thor. Like, it's the Regal and Kingly thing with just a little bit of the John DiMaggio Aquaman from Brave and the Bold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I, this can, one's... I totally understand why they would try to, like, steer away from Thor. Like, you don't need another blonde dude with a beard and long hair. <laughs> yeah. They got to go a different way with it. <laughs> Acting the same way. Yeah. And this guy looks uh, like, um, I don't know where he sits as far as him and his throne. That's for a whole other movie to uh, yeah. to sort out for us but where he sits with the uh, the surface world and on this one looks like uh, uh pretty entertaining i'm, I'm happy yeah. with how they're showing me him so far well i i kind of feel like he has a throne made of slim jims and he's about to snap into them possibly it's occurred to me like he's he's got a sasquatch feel to it <laughs> oh yeah that's probably what black oh, man is doing right now is like keeping the uh the links away from sasquatch and waiting to get his butt kicked yeah but you know that one of the things they've talked about uh, in in doing Aquaman for this movie mm-hmm. is that there isn't such a deep canon of of expectation for him with the mainstream public and how that gives you a lot of freedom. So I'm just kind of hoping to let them do their thing and hopefully I'll really enjoy it. Like, yeah. One of the bad things about being a, a fan like we are is that we have expectations of Aquaman. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going to be we're going to be you know swayed one way or the other. But mm-hmm. what are you going to do? I'll tell you though, he looks good underwater. I was worried about that. It's a hard thing to get right. Yeah. It's it's uh, hard to like not spend the whole time thinking. Yeah, that's a guy holding his breath. Yeah, and I am oddly really like I I am looking forward to the Aquaman movie. So clearly, <laughs> this personification of Aquaman isn't turning me off <laughs> too much. Is working for you in some way. In some way, it's working for me. I don't. I just. <laughs> it's just comical to me. Yeah. And maybe that's what it needs. But yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> um, he's just gonna be. But a, yeah, like he's just gonna be an ass kicker. 
they there there are some shots in this uh in this trailer we get a couple more like microseconds of aquaman fighting steppenwolf in atlantis and we get just a glimpse of of what atlantis looks like you know i'm so down for that that mm-hmm. just looks cool mm-hmm. that just looks cool you've got like a couple of hours of that coming up in your life mhm so yeah the world without hope on the headlines we hear bruce say i had a dream it was the end of the world and Diana says invasion, and we get those shots of the invasion we've seen before, uh, with a little bit extra, uh, gives a little more context because it looks like it's not really necessarily, or maybe they're they're mixing and matching on some flashback scenes, but um, it looked like there were the Amazons about to fight some some parademons and whatnot. We get yeah. Steppenwolf hitting the ground, and it looks like a dude, an being, ancient warrior of some kind, being like turned Scottish, into a parademon, just because of those yeah. furs. Yeah, a little bit. Um, had a brave heart um, feel to it, but yeah, getting turned into God knows what. Uh, so it, I a had parademon. A, yeah, I, well, yeah, but I, I have uh, <laughs> questions about what time frame they're really really operating in, mm-hmm. and how, you know how how long has Steppenwolf been around? I don't know. We'll, we'll have yeah. to let them sort that out for me. I've heard that he's not going to be um, Darkseid's uncle anymore. He's going to be Darkseid's nephew now. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it was always weird to me that he was his uncle. Yeah, but Darkseid was always like such a badass that it didn't really matter how you were related to him. You still worked for him. Yeah. Hmm, but nephew makes as much sense as anything else. doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I, I don't care enough about that. Nope. To, to worry about it. Nope. And I liked getting some new footage of him, like with him and Diana as well. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't look bad at all. It's like, it looks like no. the fight scenes are going to be, uh, I don't think I'm going to be disappointed in the action in this, uh, movie in any capacity. It looks balls to the wall. Yeah, I mean, you know, normally when people say something like this, they mean it as, uh, well, they mean it uh, pejoratively. Uh, I will say this, and in the most optimistic way, so these fight scenes look like video games. Yeah. Of course, video games have changed a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> That's uh, no longer as pejorative as it once was. Yeah. Um, now it means, oh like, I mean, gosh. some of the stuff you see on uh, on video games these days, yeah, it, it's more photorealistic than some of the shit you get in the climax of a you know, two hundred million dollar movie. Yeah, and, and there's a little bit of that in here uh, as well, but it's a lot more polished than it was in previous trailers. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, Cyborg, for instance, um, looks a lot better. He does look a lot better. The backgrounds look a lot better. Uh, in the previous trailers, it just sort of looked a, a bland red background, and I just kind of went, "What are we doing? This looks like a cartoon." Now it looks like we've got like you know, purple crystals and shit coming up from the ground. Mm-hmm. Whatever um, tendril-looking things that was coming out of the yeah, building. And... Yeah, that, and we're getting a lot of shots, like external shots of um, fortresses or buildings or something. We got a couple of different ones that look, they both look uh, completely different as far as I can tell. One's very uh, long and cylindrical and uh, reddish, you know, reddish-orange. Yeah. The other one is like this big blue dome, probably, um, well... <sighs> I'm thinking it's probably Steppenwolf's headquarters, like the Flying Fox is heading towards in this trailer. Um, I'd kind of like it if it was uh, if it was that scout ship, that Kryptonian scout ship, and it was making up the regeneration chamber for Superman. Oh, that wouldn't hurt. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, um, <laughs> there's this great bit where, like, you know, because Diana had said invasion, and then Bruce says, I think it's something more, mm-hmm. something darker. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what's darker than an alien invasion, Bruce, but whatever, buddy. <laughs> um, there are a few shots of this little girl in the trailer. Yeah. 
and I like it. Like I like her watching the parademons come down into what looks like our world, a real world. It looks um, like our world, but kind of like um, Western Europe version of it. Yeah, or Eastern Europe version. Kind of overcast. Yeah. yeah, 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 overcast. But um, I I like the little girl because I feel like it, like it gives humanity a face. You know, a lot of times in these movies, like there's. Uh, you, you just don't care about anybody. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, and with, I hadn't even thought about that, um, until I saw this and I went, ah, oh, that's what the other movies were missing. <laughs> that's what, that's really like, a link to the audience. Yeah. That's what yeah. BBS was missing. That's what man of steel was missing. Really? Like, you know, uh, tubby Pete Ross and I hop didn't do it for me. No. Um, you know, apathetic people sitting around in an IHOP eating pancakes on the day of the apocalypse didn't do it for me. Nope, I need a sad, scared little kid watching aliens invade, and then I go, oh, I care. Oh, you also get uh, Amy Adams, you know, <laughs> waking up alone, and a little bit of the, just the, the human flots in them and jets them from, from the previous yeah. movies. But you you've sure you bring up a point. We don't really know what the more pedestrian storyline is for this movie yet. No. Like, it's very clear that there's at least, what, a good half a dozen throwdowns scattered through the movie, at least, um, mm-hmm. just from the different sets we're... we're that you see action happening on and so we're, we're clearly not going to be liking that but there has to be some kind of pedestrian yeah. very grounded story uh, most likely involving amy adams um yeah and I, I just don't know what that is yet yeah yeah oh i i want to i want to say this because i'm sure i'm gonna get called out um there was the the little girl in um bvs um yeah that the Bruce one that he saves. saves up front and that is probably one of the strongest scenes of that movie yeah just like yeah absolutely batman hates superman of course he would he's holding an orphan child in his arms a newly orphaned (laughs) child yeah yeah so um which i mean i feel like that gave that movie a ton of credibility yeah and that was that was good stuff sold the shot very well sold the scene very well oh absolutely he did all right so you have uh wonder woman standing on top of uh lady justice Good shot. We have shots. It was a great shot. And we have uh, a bunch of shots of, of the leaguers doing their thing and Wonder Woman saying, we're asking people we don't know to risk their lives. And we have this great bit, and this is a Whedon bit if I've ever heard one. <laughs> strong man is strongest alone. You ever hear that? That's Aquaman. And then Bruce goes, that's not a saying. That's the opposite of what the saying is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That feels very... It's very, very Whedon. Whedon. Uh, I mean... It could be a coincidence, but it, it does track. Mm-hmm. But uh, good to see the humor there. Also, um, absolutely. I mean, Aquaman in general has a f- couple of a uh, couple of chuckle moments. Mm-hmm. But the the funniest thing is, I maybe f- I'm anticipating getting a lot of laughs out of watching Diana think Barry is hilarious. Uh huh. Like, Barry like, is hilarious so like, far. <laughs> so far, he is absolutely. Like the bit at the end. That's your yeah. symbol. That means we have to go now. Yes. That's what, yes, that, that's, yeah, what that that's, that's what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's Bruce so and cool. Diana give these looks. They give these looks to each other like, oh my God, come on, man. Yeah. Really? Well, we need him. All yeah. right. But um, like later you see her just kind of smirk <laughs> when he when he speeds by. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating watching her watch him be very fun for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, they, I don't know who did this this cover of, Gang of uh, Heroes. Oh, okay. Um. I will say this is going to be one of the negative points for me. I have never liked this song. I didn't like when David Bowie did it. I didn't like when the the Wallflowers covered it for Godzilla. And I hope to God it's not a bad omen for this movie. Um, because gotta, Godzilla was awful. I've got to outright disagree with you. It's a great Bowie song. 
Ugh. Love it. Just and I uh, <laughs> thought this was pretty good. Pretty good cover. Pretty good use of, of uh, really good lyrics. You know, I can remember standing by the wall and, you know, the gunshots over our head and then we can be heroes just for a day. It all sounds very relevant. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great choice of song. So I'm going to completely disagree with you on that one, but it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. You know, and you know, Wallflowers is one of my favorite bands. I love David Bowie too. Just never cared for this. Just song. one of those that know. never hit you. Just never like it's. It's always like struck me as a, more of an annoyance. Like I like the lyrics, but the um, it's a hard song to sing, and I don't. I don't feel like it lends itself particularly well to per, being performed or listened to. <laughs> so you think it's a bad song? But, yes. So uh, I think it's a bad song. Yeah, it's pretty much what I said. I think before. there's a lot of. Uh, drunken karaoke performers that would disagree with you about the the performability of the song whether it lends itself to performance well i think it's one of those songs that like you can you can perform drunk at karaoke and no one will notice you've done a bad job because that's just the way the song sounds yeah (laughs) those are the best karaoke songs (laughs) well we're not talking yeah the best karaoke songs aren't necessarily a good song like anyway I'm glad you enjoyed the music. I was fine with it. It was uh, it was just slowed down enough. It was just uh, I don't know, just different enough that I, it didn't like really vex me in any way. Mm. It's just uh, you know, especially with it being on the '97 Godzilla soundtrack, I am a little worried now that it's a bad omen for the movie. <laughs> so a, a vastly different uh, version of it. Surely, surely that matters as much as it does the coincidence. Maybe, but importantly, we didn't get more like. Uh, kind of garage rock i did want to see kind of another take on it because we had you know icky thump oh, okay and then like uh a very come together very rock version of come together so mm-hmm. i did want to see something with a little more um something a little more delicate come out of the soundtrack for this one it was a great start with the superman theme which again always chokes me up a little bit that mm-hmm. um yeah so a good start and then i thought it was a good song good song choice good mm-hmm. song uh pretty good cover like, I haven't heard that version, but I'm going to go back and try to find that version of it now. And yeah. uh, thematically, it fits. So it worked for me. Yeah. You know what I'm a little sad about? And I hope it's, it happens. Mm-hmm. Because we've been hearing all this this news about, like, Elfman going like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play with John Williams' theme. I'm going to play with my old Batman theme. I, dude, you did the theme for the 90s Flash. Can we get a little bit of that, too? <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Hadn't thought about yeah. it, but hell yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to that. Before I go to the movie, I'm going to go like listen to the 90s Flash theme one more time, just in case I hear it later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. Because it must have occurred might... to him by now. Oh, I would hope. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think that's all I have on it. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm more, way more excited about the movie than I have been. Um, yeah. Like I said, a lot of the CGI looked, um, looked way more polished. Uh, Cyborg and uh aquaman and in the air was still a little like oh my gosh this is a green screen that's okay yeah it's uh, just it's just hard to get people to be used as living javelins by a robot all right against a, um, a demon from another side of the universe to look all yeah. too realistic yeah i mean you know if we were doing you know if we were doing a marvel podcast and we were talking about the thor ragnarok trailer i'd be like oh my gosh the hulk looks so cgi because he always does <laughs> he just, he just always what he does is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, I understand. I just I long for the day when when that won't be an issue where I'll just look at it and go. Mm. But you know what? Our brains I think have this thing where, you know, about half the time 
we're looking at something practical, and mm-hmm. we're like, that looks so CGI. I'm like, no, you moron. You just think of CGI, so you, be- you believe it looks like that. Yeah. Yeah, we've, um, we've started to not be able to tell the difference, which is a good sign, because it means they're getting mm-hmm. better and better at it. Uh, the bad thing is we just don't know what's real anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's best not to think about it. Just wait another 10 years and see where you are then. Play the old Rick Sanchez card. Don't think about it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, um, also, like, to, uh, they're going to keep, uh, especially in response to the the World Without Hope storyline, you see the, uh, you know, Bruce reiterating his, uh, the world needs Superman. I made him a promise. Mm-hmm. We're sticking with that. I, uh, I dig that. Yeah. Look, man, they I, I see bright colors, mm-hmm. multiple colors in this thing. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Meanwhile, we still have Zack Snyder visuals. So I'm happy. Which were never the problem with any of his uh, discredit. Never the problem. Uh, never the problem to me. A lot of people are like, I hate Zack Snyder's slow motion. I'm sorry, I don't know what to do with A lot, lot more people liked it than hated it. Just A lot of the detractors, that wasn't the their point. But I feel like we have the trifecta here. We've got colors, we've got Zack Snyder visuals, and Joss Whedon dialogue. What the hell else do we need? What else do you need in life? You don't even have to. I, I could bitch about CGI all day long, but you know what? I don't. I don't even need CGI in a movie like that. Just give me the Justice League sitting around talking. Yeah, just it. The best. Just, <laughs> you would be happy if it was just the all five of them sitting around telling Batman the story, like debriefing him, so Batman can write it uh-huh. down for the very first Justice League report, and then filed away in a new cabinet. That you would be fine if they just told Batman the story. Yeah. Complete with, like, coffee breaks and, like, ordering Chinese in the middle. Yeah. Like, action isn't my favorite thing. Uh, Whatever. But you're going to get some (laughs) serious action out of this one. Yeah. I mean, it looks cool. Admittedly, it looks really cool. Now, they also put out, like, a little alternate version where they had some extra scenes. Where, like, Wonder Woman's telling Cyborg, maybe you need us. Alfred's, I guess, saying to Bruce, how do you know your team's strong enough? Uh, we got a shot of it. Oh, it looked like an Amazonian shooting an apocalyptic ship with an arrow, and then it exploded. I don't know how that works. But, uh, all but right, um, magic. Well, maybe, but the ma- that magic didn't work against those German soldiers with guns. Uh, I don't know why it would work with an alien. I was hoping they'd up the ante on their defensive magic <laughs> powers by then. <laughs> um, they called in Snape, got some defense against the dark arts yeah, going. Right. <laughs> Think you're mixing franchises, but whatever. <laughs> Same studio. WB owns them all and pull it. It's fine. <laughs> Same studio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, some shots of kind of new shots of leaguers in in action, and uh, a couple of them. I don't think most of them are new, but whatever. Um, and Bruce going, "This is the only way." The five of us united. Uh, yeah. I am just. Uh, I'm down. I'm in. I'm in. I mean, I was down before. Yeah. I mean, but, also yeah. we were already going to buy those tickets, but still, it was nice to be excited again. Like you said, like it had just yes. it just waned because it wasn't on top of my radar anymore. But now I'm all giddy oh. about it. I, just, I mean, I don't you know, like I don't they're... sound as giddy as I actually am, but I assure you, I'm <laughs> quite excited. Well, you know, I honestly, there's still the dread, the and it's not even the dread for the movie; it's the dread for the aftermath of the movie. Where like, if it's good, there are going to be a bunch of jackasses on the internet saying, "I knew Joss Whedon fixed it." Yeah. Oh, there. There's no way we come out of this with a cohesive narrative. Yeah. There's, it's not happening. If it's bad, like it's not. You know, it wasn't a cohesive narrative because Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder worked on it. Yeah. If um, if it's you know, good and the story has a cohesive so narrative, there will no longer there. It won't be portrayed or reported about in any way that's cohesive. It was just we're not gonna. Like we're if, not gonna be able to win both the critical battle and the battle with the um 
the populace and our no. our own battle with whether we like the movie. We're not going to get all like, three I'm already of us seeing, to it best. I'm already seeing like the the Snyder fans are already angry on Twitter after this trailer. Uh, a lot of them, and uh, that I'm seeing, and like I knew Joss Whedon was going to change the tone, and then like there are others, Joss Whedon people, are like I I told them that Joss Whedon wasn't doing anything. That's a Zack Snyder film right there. <laughs> yeah. And I like, I don't know what the hell is wrong with any of yeah. you. I I <laughs> it just looked good to me. I don't know. Yeah. Like, why do we have to fight about this? I, mean, I only saw one comment because I I don't I just don't scroll down if I can at all help it. Um. So I accidentally saw one, and it was like, that looks so bad, but I'm going to watch the crap out of it. I, like, <laughs> mm. I don't even know what to do with that. I mean, I've definitely had that response, but not to this not to this set of stimuli. So I don't, I don't know what to do with it. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It might be bad. We'll, I have no idea. We'll catch up with you in five or six weeks, and once we've sorted some of it out. Well, that's so weird. Five or six weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is something that was three years ago when we were... Talking about it finally being for real. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's for real. It's going to happen. Weird, exciting times. Yeah. Almost always ruined by internet trolls. No, <laughs> just, or even just honest expressions of, of grief on the internet. Like, it's it's rough. Yeah. But you know the kid who watched Batman and Robin back in 97? He's pretty happy right now. Yep. The kid's like, oh my gosh, finally. Finally. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anywho. Let's wrap this up. Um, you got anything else? I don't think so. Again, I don't feel like I sound as excited as I am, but I, I'd buy a ticket now if that was a real thing. They were available, yeah. Or if I trusted MoviePass. I do not. <laughs> I've heard bad things. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, love you guys. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you thought about the trailer. And um, we're going to be coming back tomorrow with a special episode. Um, we are going to be interviewing Joseph McCabe author of 100 Things Batman Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. Um, so that is probably going to be a pretty fun episode. I don't know. We haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Fingers crossed, guys. Know, sometimes we're just off. <laughs> you don't know what to do about it. I always it. hope it's not one of those. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you can let us know what you thought about the trailer at DC on screen. You can let us know, dconscreen at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter. We tweet at dconscreen. And uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Until then, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David Z. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band Future Elevators can be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Eli Ophelders of Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud and can be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network, giantsizeteamup.com. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. <laughs>